0: Is the Amazon Planet Podcast episode twenty one? I am your host Joel Lambadon. Thank you for joining me on this never-ending quest to figure out how to teach better, especially during these unprecedented times. Right? I can't imagine how many times that I've said those phrases, or said those words, or typed those words, or read those words, or heard those words. I mean, but really, there's no other way to describe these are unprecedented times. I mean, even thinking about the realm of teaching where. Parents, guardians, who's ever in charge of kids, are being thrust into these, this role of teacher, um, which is, which I believe is going to raise the whole idea about teacher a- appreciation to a whole new level, um, and just dealing with the reality of your situation. So even like this situation, I've tried to record this podcast many times, and every time, I'm like, oh, dogs barking, oh, somebody's bouncing a basketball, oh, like kids are yelling, and you know what? We're just going to deal with the reality, and that's actually kind of the point of this episode is dealing with reality how do we get things done while we're in our social distancing and that's actually the title getting things done while social distancing because we want to make sure that we're taking care of the things we need to take care of we want to make sure we're still moving forward on our goals but we want to do it in a healthy way and so i've got some things that i've done that have helped me in a slightly similar time maybe not exactly the same it's not at unprecedented times but it's a similar sort of situation that i'm going to talk about but It's basically the things that I've done that have helped me to get things done and have been helpful throughout the weeks so far that we've been in our social distancing. So I just want to share it. And I think that's something that we as teachers or as professionals do is we share what's worked for us in hopes not to say, like, here's what you should do. But hey, maybe there's some piece of this or maybe there's some of this that you might want to try out yourself or there's a resource that I mentioned that might work for you. And that's the whole intent is to share, to help each other. And that's what we want to do. We want to help each other get better. And that's that's what we need to be all doing is helping each other during this situation. So before we get started, just a quick thank you to all the help out there from all of you who are sharing the podcast, reposting the podcast announcements on social media any endorsements you give of the podcast or specific episode is how this thing has grown so much since that first episode when I'm just looking to see, hey, does at least one person download this thing? We're way past that. And now also, your endorsements of specific episodes help me see, like, hey, what do people like to listen to? Or is there certain kinds of episodes that people like? Like, this is a new kind of episode that we're doing today. If we see that people like it, people are sharing it, then we know, hey, maybe we should do other sorts of things where walking through like my thinking around a certain process so anyway thank you out there for sharing for listening doing all that good stuff I'm going to be mentioning a ton of books in during this episode um it's just kind of an accumulation of stuff, almost like a reference list of things that have kind of cobbled together to come up with my way of operating. And any of those books that we mentioned are going to be posted in the the notes. Obviously, if we're only just mentioning them, we're not going to cover the whole book. And as my usual disclaimer, if you like the books, go get the books and there'll be plenty of links in uh, the show notes. And all those links will head to Bookshop, which is a website that supports local bookstores, but also too, during these times, you could just call up your local bookstore and say, hey, do you have this book? And have them ship it to you. I know in Mississippi right now, we're not allowed to even go pick up a book. So you're going to have them have them ship it. But think about the support of your local businesses during this time. So however you can support them would be greatly appreciated. All right, let's, let's get into it. So we're going to do a couple things. One is talk a little bit about a background of how I got to this point in my own thinking about productivity and sort of from, yeah, sort of my mindset around it. And then we're going to get into thinking first about big picture productivity. So, you know, what's the point of all this sort of stuff and some resources that I use to kind of guide my thinking there. And then we're going to drill all the way down into like, what did I do today? And today's been kind of a rough day, so like it's kind of like, what do I do with reality? And we'll kind of get real there. All right. So first, thinking about this idea about big picture, um, or no, first we're gonna talk a little bit about background. So I'm kind of a product productivity nerd. All right, I've always kind of been. That way, And it's kind of been on a necessity. So I've always been involved with stuff. So whether it was in college where I'm taking courses and working and playing rugby to, um, you know, graduating and going into starting my first teaching job and having a fiance and coaching and all that sort of stuff to even now where I've got the family, I've got the teaching, I've got different programs, I've got writing partners, I've got research projects, all this sorts of stuff that are going on. If I didn't have a way to organize all the stuff, where the never-ending to-do list, and just even just speaking strictly from a teacher, teaching the job of teaching is never done. There's always another task to add on, another way to make what you're doing, your teaching, even better. And if there's no way to capture and organize those tasks, and to in order so you can create boundaries around your day and your life, and to keep things kind of separated, where you know when. when in your head, you can say, you know what, that's enough. I, if I'd go much further, I'm going to be in an unhealthy area. So in order to stay organized, set up boundaries, and just to stay healthy, healthy from a holistic perspective, I think it's, you need to have this sort of productivity mindset. Um, and not again, not just getting things done, which is the name of the what we're titling the podcast. And we'll talk about that in just a second, that where that title comes from. But then also from a getting what needs to be done done. Right. So that's for more from a a different perspective. And again, we'll talk about those in just a second. So I said, I kind of mentioned previously in the opening that I had some experience that maybe might've led to me being a little bit more prepared. I guess there's no way to be prepared for this, what we're doing, but a little bit more prepared for what has happened with Our schedules and our lives since this sort of social distancing, the shutting down of schools, moving to online instruction kind of occurred. And that happened this past summer. So when I was on sabbatical in summer uh, or spring of 2019, I was supposed to go to Haiti in March, uh, supposed to go to Haiti for two weeks. So part of my sabbatical, and I've talked about it in previous podcasts, part of my sabbatical was doing a trip to – Well, working with the 410 Bridge community development organization. Again, I mentioned that on many episodes, the one with David Sanders and the one with uh, Carissa Chandler. Thinking about working with 410 Bridge and some of their education initiatives, that's what I did for my sabbatical. And then part of that was going to Haiti with in one week I was working with my team from my local church and we were going to the community that we worked with. And the next week was doing more just strictly working with teachers in schools and communities across Haiti. So the trip was originally supposed to be in March, got postponed because of some political unrest that was happening in Haiti at the time, moved to the summer. It was a little bit more peaceful, uh, had pretty good track record going into that trip. Well, while we were on the ground in Haiti it, uh, for that first week, found out, like, hey, there might be some protests picking up. And so literally we drop off my team, which is they're heading home. And they basically say, like, we're going to drop them off. And then in about an hour and a half, these protests are going to start. So you're going to go to the hotel and just hunker down until it's time to uh, until things calm down. Well, it was days before things calmed down. They really didn't calm down throughout the, the time we were uh, the time I was there that extra week. I mean, there's a few good days here and there that we were able to do some things. But for the most part, I was hunkered down at this hotel for a week and not having having some language barrier happening and and really being kind of an introvert. Um there's some times I had a chance to interact with some of my colleagues there in the office in in Port au Prince, but otherwise I was kinda on my lonesome. And so thinking about that and I it gave me an opportunity to crystallize some practices that I'd been doing but hadn't really like put full into effect with all of this time that I had to organize and stay motivated and move towards my goals. But So I'm using that process and I've been using that process since that time. And it's really coming in handy during uh, this time of where calendars kind of got totally completely reset and trying to organize the time and making sure I'm doing what I need to be doing, taking care of my job responsibilities, taking care of some of my other goals that I'm trying to get accomplished, all that to say that uh, something that I wanted to share with you all. So, having that experience in Haiti kind of helped crystallize it. Now, I've been using it and it's been really helpful now. And that's why I want to share it with you in order to help meet those goals of being organized, keeping boundaries, and staying healthy. All right. So, all right, we're going to talk big picture and then we're going to get drilled down into a single day. So, big picture, first of all, in order to, uh, you know, we, the title of this podcast is Getting Things Done While Social Distancing. So, Getting Things Done, that is definitely a nod to the classic productivity book by David Allen, Getting Things Done, and or GTD is what they'll call it for short. And so GTD, basic premise of it is that your mind is not for storing information. It's for thinking. And so if you have to-do lists in your head, they are blocking you from doing the creative work that you need to be doing or the thinking work that you need to be doing, right? So if you keep thinking, I need to get dog food, I need to get dog food, that's going to interfere with... Hey, thinking about that writing project or thinking about that, uh, you know, that building project that you're trying to do or whatever. So whatever thinking that you need to get done. So basic premise of getting things done is to download all that stuff into some sort of form. If it's electronic, if it's a physical paper, if it, and, and, and process all those things into lists, and right? So I might think hey, do I need to get dog food? Do I need to get dog food? Well, if you check and you see that you have dog food, it might be like, no, we're good on dog food, but I'll probably need dog food in two weeks. So I might capture in two weeks, buy dog food somewhere in a list, right? Or, you know, gosh, I need to change the light bulb. If it's if I can change that light bulb in two minutes for less, one of the rules of getting things done, if you do something in two minutes or less and you're kind of processing tasks, go do it. Just go do it. It'll take longer to document and put that task into a list than to just go do it right so at least at a minimum get in gtd that's something that i've learned is hey if i can just get something done in two minutes i'm just going to do it rather than keep bothering myself with oh man i wish i could i need to change that light bulb i need to change that light bulb. just go change the light bulb okay um but anyway gtd download everything into um out of your head into lists somehow, some way, and process those lists so that when you get to time that is unorganized or not organized or unclaimed by a meeting or something, you go to those lists and like, okay, I'm in my office, I've got my computer, what are some tasks that I could be doing right now? And so in your list, they're usually organized by by location. You can organize them by what materials you have available, how much time that you have. I mean, some people go super deep into that. And you can be as detailed with GTD as possible. And, you know, there's a way of processing stuff. So if you're looking through tasks, is it something that you need to do, something you need to delegate, something that needs to be done later, or so on and so forth. So GTD is kind of a comprehensive um, productivity plan system that you could put into place. Now, A lot of the things that I'm going to be talking about are kind of based off of that premise. um, But we're going to kind of refine it as we go. So Michael Hyatt is someone that I think has taken the GTD sort of premise and refined it and thinking about not just getting things done, like where almost everything has a kind of equal weight. We want to get things done. If it's a thing it needs to get done, we should get it done. Michael Hyatt might say, like, productivity is about getting the right things done. Right, and so they're like really focusing. On like you're never going to get everything done, and even thinking about um, there's a book called The Disciplines of Execution by McChesney, and they talk about something called the whirlwind. Is like you're always going to have chaos of life that's happening, and so how do you focus in to make sure you're focusing on real thing, the real things that you need to get done? And like uh, in the Disciplines of Execution, they call it a wildly important goal, or a wig. Right. Or Michael Hyatt might say like establishing your goals is the most important thing so you that you know that the things that you're prioritizing are moving you towards those goals, right? And to name those goals and not just goals for work. And this is what I like about Michael Hyatt, it's goals for your life. So goals for work, goals for your physical well being, goals for your spiritual well being, goals for your family, goals for a hobby, you know, like list every goal has some sort of weight and then also differentiating between different types of goals. So you have achievement goals. So, um, I want to, so for example, I want to have a draft of a book by the end of 2020. That's an achievement goal. That's like a finish line sort of situation, or I'm going to run a half marathon. That's an achievement goal at a certain point in time. Just did that this past weekend and that was rough, but, um, Anyway, so it's some sort of achievement goal, some sort of cross the finish line sort of moment where you know that you check it off. First is a habit goal. So a habit goal is something that I want to establish. So you could think about it, like what would be a habit that I would have in order to achieve my writing goal? Well, a habit would be write every day, right? Write every day and, and I will move towards that goal of having that book finished. Or if I want to run a half marathon, I want to run every other day. Right. So that could be a habit that I want to establish. And so, you know, or being some sort of healthy, you know, some healthy, I want to work out every day, something like that. Anyway, establishing some sort of habit that also then you could pair it with an achievement. Right. Hyatt, in his book, uh, The Best Year Ever, really does a good job of laying out, like, identifying your goals, identifying goals in these different areas, establishing why they're important to you, why they're meaningful. Um, You know, kind of has that sort of, hey, if you're going to write that obituary for yourself way in the future, what would it say, and how would these goals feed into that, you know, sort of situation. The Best Year Ever book by Hyatt is a really good, like, hey, winter break. I'm heading into the new year. I want to start setting some goals. I want to make some changes in my life. It's a real good book for that area where you can kind of use it to guide that sort of thinking. So anyway, having those sorts of goals and then thinking about it from Hyatt's perspective where he talks, he has a, a planner called the Full Focus Planner, which really does a good job of taking those same goals and they're kind of paired together. So you could really use the planner, the full focus planner, which I've used before. Again, it's a paper based planner that is set up kind of to leverage some of the thinking that you're going to do in some of his books, like free to focus is one of his books and the best year ever is another one. And so anyway, his planner will have it set up where you document all your goals at the beginning of the planner. But then you'll identify some that you're going to be working on each quarter. So if you have a bunch of goals, he doesn't. He says, there's no way you're going to work on all of them at the same time. And it's kind of like, I, I always equate it to teaching, there's always ways you can improve your teaching. There's numerous ways you can improve your teaching, but how do we focus in on the ones that are important at that point in time? Like what's most important, like maybe focusing in on um, rubrics or focusing in on standards-based grading or uh, establishing uh, an opener and closer routine for my class session, something like that, that you can then, you know, find out what might be the most important thing to focus in and then build other things after you've set up that initial thing. So, In his Full Focus Planners, uh, Michael Hyatt will say, all right, you've got your goals for the year. For this quarter, let's focus on a few. Now, I would say focus in on three for a quarter. So, like, for example, um, you know, I'm going to keep – and the reason why I say three is because three is easy to remember. I can usually remember three things a day, and and that's uh, three things. I can usually remember three things. If you say, hey, what are those three things? I I can usually recall those. And if you can recall them, you can remember them, then it makes it top of mind. That makes them easier to keep working on. So taking all your goals, let's focus on three for a quarter. Let's focus on what do those look like within a month, a week, and a day. So, for example, if I'm going to draft a book, and let's say my book is going to have eight chapters, right? So if I have eight chapters in my book and I want to have it drafted by the end of the year or so in the quarter, what might it look like? So for the quarter, I might say I'm going to draft two, two chapters in the quarter. Makes sense. Eight chapters divided by four. Two chapters in a quarter. And then for a month, what that goal might look like for the month. Um, I say one chapter a month. And you're like, hey, Joel, there's three months and you're only going to do two chapters. Well, that gives me some wiggle room. In case life happens, but it also gives me a chance maybe to do some editing, too, if I wanted to. But I'm going to do a chapter a month, and then for a week, it might mean within a week, I want to have seven writing sessions within a week, right? So seven writing sessions once per day, and then what does it look like in a day? It's going to be 100 words within one day. So you can see how that one goal of drafting a book is our translated down into a goal for a quarter, goal for a month, goal for a week, and then a goal for a day. Is I want to that I want to draft 100 words or write 100 words in a day. And again, some of you are saying the math doesn't add up, Joel. If you just write 100 words a day, that's not a lot of words, and that books are usually longer. than that yes, you're right. But again, if I establish the habit, more often than not. If I'm writing the 100 words, I'm probably going to write more than 100. So even if it's just a little bit more, that's still more than nothing. And so I want to make sure that I'm feeding the habit. So that's good. So you can kind of see, if that's how I kind of think about my goals is, taking the goals that I've set up for the year. So one of them could be, well, one of them is to draft a book. Another one is to publish 20 podcasts. Another one is to get my blue belt in jujitsu, right? And so, and that one's hard to work on now because we can't really be rolling around doing jujitsu while we're social distancing. But anyway, that's, I digress. But if I look at each of those goals and I can think about if I'm focusing in on some of them at, at a time, I might say like, well, for publishing 20 br- podcasts, that means every other week I need to be publishing a podcast. That means... Um, that also means that I need to have draft, I need to draft uh, an outline. So that could be a task for the day. I means I need to publish the podcast, it means I need to create the show notes around the podcast. All those sorts of like daily goals I can do around that larger goal of publishing 20 podcasts within a, uh, the calendar year. Right, or if it's a blue belt in jujitsu, right, something physical, a physical goal, that means I need to attend training. That means I need to attend uh, so many trainings within a month. That means each week I should see how many. if I want to attend three trainings in a week, and that means I need to calendar them. And so one of my three for a day could be to uh, attend a training. And so, as you can kind of see, it's a lot of different threes where, and this is all from Michael Hyatt stuff where. I'm going to focus in on three goals within a quarter. I'm going to focus in on three goals for a month. I'm going to, um, focus in on a big three for the week. And then each day is going to have big three that are going to be steps towards my bigger goals. Okay. So like for today, specifically my big three are to write 100 words, record a podcast, and then do a weekly review. So, um, we'll talk about weekly review in just a second. Um, that's something from getting things done. And Michael Hyatt has his own version of it as well. Okay. So that's kind of drilling down, taking keep taking goals and breaking them down into pieces so that eventually every single day I've got certain tasks, and I'll say three tasks, that are steps towards that bigger goal. And so Hyatt does that within his book. Um... Donald Miller he's an author who's now a head of a big marketing company called uh, StoryBrand. He does it within his like little he's got a little printable sheet I think he's coming out with a plan or two but there's a free printable sheet that I'll put a link to on the show notes at amazonplanet.com forward slash episode 21 which is something you could use on a daily basis that identifies what are your big three for the day and again, If nothing else happens, what are the big three things that if those got done, today is a success? Or even if one of them got done, today is a success. You have moved forward on your goals. So making sure you've identified what those are and put those down in a place that you recognize, like, I need to check these things off. I need to at least check one of them off and all of them would be great. Okay, so we've kind of drilled down from big picture down into single day. So now I've got goals, I've got things that I want to get accomplished. And so now when days open up or time opens up, I've got things that I can focus in on, goals that I know I want to accomplish, and now we can focus in on a single day. So, what does a day look like for me? So, um, might surprise some of you, I do not use an electronic task organizer. I've tried. I've tried many, many times. I love dealing with technology and apps, and there are some of you that have had me in class, you're like, yeah, Madon, we use like you know, seven different platforms in your class. And it was insane. I'm like, yes, and I apologize. Tried to be more simplified now, uh, especially when we're thinking about teaching now with uh, this, uh, uh, our current teaching situation with uh, the COVID-19. Anyway, so what I use is a bullet journal. So Ryder Carroll has developed this method of, it's kind of a combination of planner and journal and he calls it the bullet journal. So it's a way to document what has happened during the day, but it's also a way to keep track of tasks and things that need to get done. So there's some GTD sort of elements in here. There's some like reflective sort of things within there as well. He probably uses it more reflectively than I do, but it's a way to document every day. So he's got a nice five-minute video about how to set up a bullet journal. And really a bullet journal could be any notebook. You could be a you know, one of those 99 cent uh, you know, wire, uh, Notebooks, wired notebooks that you get at Walmart before school gets back into session, or it could be a very nice journal. So I have this uh, journal, it's a uh, Lenome. This is n- no, uh, no endorsement money here, but L E M O M E, Lemome, Lemome. L-E-M-O-M-E, L-E-M-O-M-E journal. It's got, it's so sweet because it's got like a leather cover. It's got a strap around it. So it stays closed. It's got the little, um, you know, bookmark kind of ribbon that'll go through it. It also has, this is my favorite part, an elastic strap on the binding where you put your pen and it fits perfectly. It's so awesome where I can put my Uniball Vision fine tip pen, black, love it. So it's just a pla- and it's a, a one centimeter grid paper inside and it's good, good paper. So, you know, sometimes when you have a black pen, it'll seep through. This is perfect. So bullet journal, again, there'll be a video posted on the show notes embedded, uh, that's from writer Carol about how to set up, set up your bullet journal. But bullet journal really has like a, an index where you keep track of the pages for each uh, each section of your journal, um, kind of as you develop them, you kind of write them in, like what page numbers, so that if eventually if this is my 2020 bullet journal, it's going to go on the shelf. And if I need to look something up, I can take it out because I know in my calendar when something happened and go look at the information there. But... um so it's got an index. It's got like a place to put like future plans on there. Um, so it's like months into the future. So when I set up my new month, I can see, ooh, what are the things that I need to remember in that month? There's a way to set up your your initial month. So like for me, it's putting like April at the top, listing all the days in April, putting in those key dates that are, things are going to happen. Like for example, a conference uh, was supposed to happen this past weekend, NCTM um, that obviously didn't happen, but that was written in there. I had plans to go to NCTM. Um, if there's, you know, some sort of uh, like trip or something like that, I would put those in there. Anyway, some, some like things, key reminders, or if there's some task I need to remember that's in the future, this is really good for those GTD to, Hey, what are some things in the future I need to remember? Like, Maybe not that dog food reminder, but something else that's kind of a more important. Hey, this uh, paper's due. This uh, for me, a conference proposal is due. Um, I need to have uh, an IEP session for those of you teaching the public schools at a certain day. Anyway, those sorts of things. It's, so it's got that kind of previewing months, and then but then you're listing in your your months, the days of the month, and then you put in your, your goals also on those pages. So it's kind of like my header pages for the month. And then what you'll start doing is just a daily daily page or it could be daily entries within the bullet journal that I'm going to describe for you now. So in my today's bullet journal, uh, today's day for the bullet journal, what I'll do is write the date at the top. So 4-9-2020 and it's Thursday. Okay, so I've got that. Then I'll put in my big three. And what's really nice about bullet journal is, yes, they have certain ways that they want you, that they've, that Ryder Carroll has set up, like here's how he does it. But he is just like what I'm saying here is like, do it the way that makes sense for you. And so he's thought about some things. So like, for example, if there's a task that you're going to have done, like my big three that I've shared, 100 words, record a podcast, a weekly review, he would say, put a dot in front of it. And the reason why there's a dot is then then you know it's a task. The dot signifies it's a task that needs to be done. And then when you get it done, you can exit out. Or if I don't get it done, like yesterday, I didn't get done one of my big three, which was record a podcast. So instead of Xing it out, I put like half of an X. So that's like an arrow going to the right, um, which shows like, hey, I need to move this to the next day. And so that's what I did. And now it's on, on Thursday. Rather than being recorded on Wednesday, we're recording on Thursday. And so that was fine. I missed one of my big three, but it's okay. Life goes on, but that's a signal for that. Other symbols that he suggests are circles for events. So if I'm documenting my day, I put a circle in for an event that happened, like a meeting or something, and I'll document, hey, I'm having this meeting on this subject. And then information is a dash, so it's just dash. And what I like about those symbols is that I can quickly like look at a day, which is going to come in really handy when I talk about weekly review. It's really good when I look at my day, I can, see, mm, I can see what are the tasks that I didn't get done, move them forward if I want to, or I could eliminate them by putting striking through them. Um, but I can see where do I have like open loops that I need to close, right? Um, really quickly in that review, like, oh, I've got a bunch written on this page, but it's all either events or information that I just need for later. It's not tasks. So anyway, the bullet journal method, he's got a book, he's got lots of videos out there There's tons of people have done, like, their own versions of Bullet Journal. I've got a page that I use that I completely designed on my own that I use for budgeting, which has been really helpful. I've never been able to keep track of my budget using apps and stuff. And now this analog method that I'm using, I've been budgeting pretty much for a year, over a year. And I'll know almost to the penny about how we're doing on our budget. And it's been really good doing it in an analog way. So for me, analog makes sense. Um, I don't know if there's people have got electronic ways to bullet journal. It kind of defeats the purpose. But um, another thing like that he mentions, which I really like uh, in Writer Carol that he mentions, is to use all capitals when you're writing. And it's been kind of addicting, but when you do all capitals, you have to kind of slow down. Like you can't write as fast if you're using all capitals. And so you're making sure that what you're writing down is actually what you want to write down. You're being more present, more mindful about what you're writing down. I kind of like that as well. All right, so I've got my page. I've got my date at the top, and then I'll write big three. And under that, I put in my big three. So using the bullet journal uh, symbols, dot 100 words, dot record podcast, dot weekly review. Those are my big three for today. And so I've got my big three, but I also have my core five. Now, my core five is something that I've identified. If I do these things, I'm staying pretty healthy, Okay, I'm in a good place if I can get these core five things done. No matter what the day, no matter what my goals, no matter what, I want to do these five things every single day. One is read. Okay, So I want to read. I want to take in information. And so when I'm talking about reading, I'm talking about reading from a bunch of different perspectives. I'm talking about reading for pleasure, reading to learn, reading for work, uh, reading for spiritual growth, all that sort of thing. All those sorts of readings is something I want to do on a daily basis. I want to take in stuff, that way, so I love reading books. I love um, being able to touch books and feel books. So, like I have again stacks of books in front of me. And so, like one of the books I'm reading to learn is the TechWise family by Andy Crouch. I'm reading that because, um, especially now, I was started reading it before I put it down, but now I picked it back up because. Hey, everyone's on a device in the house. You know, there's so much technology going on, and I I recently updated some Wi-Fi stuff, and I noticed how many devices we had that were on Wi-Fi. I'm like, dude, I really need. We need to really be thinking about this proactively, and maybe this is a time to actually do it. Um, and so Andy Crouch has lots of great things to say about. Um, how to be a tech wise family? Really thinking about what's the center of your home? Is the center of your home technology? Or is the center of your home relationships? And so, trying to put that at the forefront kind of kind of reminds me of the last podcast episode when we're talking about Sound City. So, Tech Wise Family by Andy Crouch. I'm reading that to learn. I'm reading for work. I'm reading The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle, and that's I'm reading actually doing that uh, book with a grad student. Um, who's uh doing it as an alternative experience for a course that we're doing together and so i'm excited that's it's been a a good read and talking about how to uh make groups work but what's what's the subtitle the secrets of highly successful groups and so research-based book i'm excited to um see what i learn from there so even though it's a work reading i'm still learning from it and then um spiritual reading i'm using the uh uh, read Scripture app. It's a free app. In order, I, I read the Bible. I'm reading my Bible and uh, reading the Bible from cover to cover in a year. But I'm actually doing it, doing this electronically, where I identify u- using the Read Scripture app. I'm identifying what passages I need to read in order to get through in a year. And then, um, what's nice is that the Read Scripture app is done by the Bible Project folks, which incorporates some videos in there. So if you need some overview of books of the Bible and making sense of them. There's some, you know, some good resources there, and then they also throw in some theme verse videos in there as well. So it's a really cool app that's got a lot of nice stuff incorporated in it. But then I'll use the YouVersion Bible app and listen to that reading as I'm walking the dog in the morning. So that's how I get that done. But, um, uh, so yeah, that's my spiritual reading. But then also I read for pleasure. And, you know, there's no sports going on right now, and I'm a big NBA fan. I just love the NBA, Um, all the different players. You know, we had a number of players that are injured this year, so it's a little difficult anyway, but um, Milwaukee Bucks fan and seeing Giannis and the Bucks has been enjoyable. So not having them has been rough. So what am I reading for for pleasure? How about a 700-page book on the NBA by Bill Simmons called The Book of Basketball? It's awesome. Uh, It's kind of nice. It was written a decent... Amount, a, a decent amount of time ago. So, you know, it's before like Dirk Nowitzki won a championship. So he's kind of dogging him in there. But then you get updates on, you can kind of think like, well, you know, the things you talk about, Al, oh, you never win a championship now. And like, oh, he did. And so that's kind of neat to, to read, but it's lots of got to get your sports fixed somehow. So I'm reading that one for pleasure. Anyway, so reading. Reading is one thing of my core five. Writing. I've kind of talked. So reading is input, writing is output. So, Again, never one about journaling. So that's why I like the bullet journal where it's brief about, you know, capturing what's happening during the day, capturing some ideas. So it can do it that way. Um, But otherwise, I'm not really a big journaler. Uh, I need to write for work as well. Um, I'm writing, I'm trying to write my book, and that's kind of, could be kind of work related, but I'm also writing manuscripts, doing some research stuff, writing with grad students, uh, some, and some colleagues with some articles. Also, could be writing, uh, you know, Uh, podcast outlines or it could be writing text for uh websites and stuff like that lots of writing so i want to make sure to write that i'm taking stuff in with reading i'm writing putting stuff out i also want to connect so that's my next core five is connect is to be present with somebody so that could take a number of different forms could be a you know phone call a facetime with somebody texting at a minimum it's texting with somebody um could be uh, playing a game with one of my kids, so not just you know coexisting in a house, but let's have some intentional, all the devices down, let's play this game, let's see how bad I can beat them at a game, or see if they'll beat me, actually, my son, uh, right before lunch today, uh, uh, my 14-year-old, I think he's going to make a run at me, I'm playing one-on-one, and it's the first time I was kind of scared, because he was dropping some nice shots, so I'm, I'm a little fearful. Hopefully, I know he doesn't listen to this, so he will never know that I'm, I fear him. But anyway, be present with somebody. And so identifying someone to connect with. And also today, today's Thursday, and th- every Thursday I have my phone call with my best friend Shane. We call at 6 in the morning. We talk for about a half hour, and this time we've been able to talk a little bit more because neither of us have to go rush in anywhere. To an office. And so it's been nice to have this time to kind of have someone to process this stuff with. And I think that's healthy. So even if you're someone that's sitting on your lonesome to get somebody to talk to to kind of, you know, have those uh, virtual happy hours or whatever, however you're doing to connect. And I think we're kind of seeing a little bit more of that, that people are identifying that there is this need to connect when you can't. Like people are more apt to it. Even though this technology was around, we could have been doing this a while ago. Having, finding interesting ways to connect with people has been interesting. So that's one thing I definitely want to do. Ooh, one thing we use Zoom for is do like a virtual cooking show with my father-in-law and, and my mother-in-law. They're really into uh, into food. And so we have him identify a recipe. We buy the ingredients. He has the ingredients. And we all cook together. That's been kind of fun. So anyway, connecting. Right, lots of tangents. Connecting with somebody. And then move. All right, we want to make sure to move. <clears throat> So that could be uh, going for a walk. That could be doing exercise. I begin to work out in, going for a run, walking the dog. I mean, any sorts of things. So when I was in Haiti... Mm. I was trying to think like, how do I, um, how do I get my workouts in? And so, like, I was in a hotel. It had kind of a decent uh, yard area, um, kind of, but not n- nothing like you could do like a run. And I had, you know, good shoes with me that I could do some sort of workout in. So I'm like, hmm, trying to find some, We had Wi-Fi, and so there were some free workouts. So Fitness Blender is run by a couple where they put out. A bunch of workouts and they're on your internet. They're free. They're out there. They have some pay stuff, but I've just use their free stuff. And they have these routines for like good workouts for busy people or something like that. They're about in a half hour. They include a warm up, a cool down, and they'll run you through and I'll post a link to them, but, uh, in the show notes, but they those are really good. So every day I was doing some sort of workout that I scheduled in, uh, within my day. Um, and then finally to pray, um, The final thing of my core five is read, write, connect, move, and then pray. So having some sort of, you know, doing that um, read scripture app in the morning and reading my Bible and then also making sure to pray and to think about, okay, how am I going to center myself, talk to uh, my Heavenly Father and thinking about, okay, I've got this like acronym that I use. You would... (laughs) You're like, yeah, another another uh, set of things to do. Yep, that's me. So the axe prayer is A adoration, C connect or C confession, T Thanksgiving, and S supplication. So adoration, hey God, you're awesome. Uh, confession is, hey, I fell short this week, and here's how. T Thanksgiving, here's the things I'm thankful for, and and S here's the things I want to pray for. And It really does a good job of centering you because when I think like, hey, this you're awesome. I've fallen short. I want to release that stuff, that that guilt for myself. Here are the things I'm thankful for. I'm breathing air. I've got my health. I've got, you know, all these things to, you know, uh, these ways to be useful today, um, these people to connect with, whatever. And then when you get to praying for things, you're like, you're pretty grounded by that point in time if you've gone through all that. And so I really, that's, that's how I like to do my prayers. I learned that from my pastor Eric in Wisconsin. Anyway, so those are my core five. So I've got my big three. I got my core five. If those things happen, that's a beautiful day, no matter what. And if everything else goes, uh, goes to the side, if I can get those core five and the big three done, I'm doing really good. And so we want to prioritize that. And so then going into my day, so I've got my page set up. I got my date. I got my big three. I got my core five and off to my, uh, so my, my core five is represented with a uh an R W C M P. I'll just kind of shorthand it, put a dot in front of each, and then I might real quick lay out what am I gonna read today. Like today I'm gonna I'm reading the book of basketball and I'm gonna do some culture code reading. T- what am I gonna write? I'm gonna write in my draft of my book and I've got an article that I'm trying to push out with some colleagues. So I'm going to do um, some sessions on each of those. I'm going to try and connect with my mom. I haven't talked to her in a while. So that's what I want to connect with. I did already connect with Shane. So I could cross that off, but I I want to connect with my mom as well. I want to get a run in. I want to run for three miles today. I I did, um, I think there's a virtual 5k coming up. So I want to get a little, I want to do that for time. So I want to get a good run in today. And then my prayer today is 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 for healing and boundaries. Um, just I know there's a lot of people that are hurting out there. I know there's some folks that, um, you know, maybe they're they're being pushed a little bit by their uh, school districts as they're teaching, and you know their their level of commitments at home just went through the roof, and now all of a sudden they're learning new platforms and they're doing other things. They got people that are sick and they're hurting. They're hurting. So I'm, that was my prayer today it is for healing and for boundaries. So I've got those written out. And then what I'll do is below that is I'm going to document every half hour. So I started my day at 8.30 today. So I start with 8.30 and then for every half an hour, I put it down um, on a line. So 8.30, 9, 9.30, 10, 10.30, 11, 11.30, lunch. And so I kind of stop at lunch because then I kind of regroup after lunch. And so I do it in half hour increments because... There's another thing is the Pomodoro Technique. And some of you may be familiar with Pomodoro Technique. And here's and some of you that are experts at the Pomodoro Technique might roll your eyes at this is... um, because it's super simplified, is I just think of it as I'm going to work for 25 minutes, I'm going to break for five. And that's kind of how I operate. Work for 25. I can constantly, I'm kind of scatterbrained and everything, but I can focus on something for 25 minutes. That's not too long. And then I can take a break and then focus in again at 25 minutes. And so that's how I kind of operate. So I set those up. And then if I have some meetings or something, like I had two meetings today, I had a meeting at nine, meeting at 10, I'll write those in. Um, And then in between, I'm going to think about what of my big three, what of my core five can I meet within those 25-minute sections, okay? So, for example, at 8.30, um, oh, real quick. Before I start writing in, like, what am I going to do in these sections? Yes, I have certain things that I have to do. I've scheduled things that are like rocks in my schedule, and so I can't move those. So for my time that's flexible, I want to think about how do I best use that time, and this is when I lean on the book When by Daniel Pink, and I've talked about this many times on this podcast. It's one of those things I always think about, and so he talks about chronotypes, and this is usually what I talk about with Daniel Pink is chronotypes, and he'll talk about um, the uh, early birds and the night owls, and there's larks in there too as well, and larks are kind of like early birds, so I'm just going to talk about early birds and night owls, and so early birds, you do your best focused work in the morning, then you'll have some sort of trough where you're really dragging, like after lunch, and you know, that kind of like siesta time, right, and then you'll have like a second wind in the afternoon, right, Um, so in the early morning is when you're really focused, you've got the trough, and then there's the Kind of creative time in the afternoon where your brain is not operating on all full cylinders, but it's probably good for being creative for not like, you know, sometimes your mind will block you. Like, you know, you have an idea like, oh, that's silly versus in the afternoon, your mind's like, ah, maybe it's a good one. And so like it's better for brainstorming and being creative in that during that kind of second wind period versus a night owl. It's reverse. In night out more morning it takes a while to get going, so your brain's not clicking on all cylinders in the morning, so that might be the better time for being creative for kind of like it's a slow warm up you've got the trough, and then there's a more focus time happens at night okay so what i what I know for myself is I want to guard that focus time that time when I can be as detailed as I want I want to guard it I want to do my writing there I'm going to do like my heavy thinking I want to do my um And when I say writing, I'm talking more the, you know, like the uh, analytical writing or the writing where I have to do a lot of references and stuff like that, the detail oriented stuff, a lot of spreadsheet stuff, that's going to be in the morning versus in the, my second wind time, that might be more for, oh, website development, more creative writing, um, those sorts of things. Or like if I've got a problem that I need to like, you know, really like think about how to solve, I want to be more creative. So I'm going to push that towards the afternoon. And again, Daniel Pink's book really helps me think about that. But I also know I want to get my stuff done. I want to get my stuff done. And because I prioritize, because I've got my big three and I got my core five, I know what I want to get done. I'm going to start throwing things into my schedule. So for example, my hundred words, I want to get my hundred words done, my writing, you know, my writing every day. I want to get that thing done right away. So at 830 is when I did my hundred words. And so I know that I can go in, um, go into my thing. i, I Nothing's gotten in the way of my day. I open up my stuff. I've I've got clear. Every app is closed, so I can just open up that app. I'm not going to open up my email. I'm going to just jump into the manuscript and start typing, get my 100 words in, and within 25 minutes, I'll have way more than 100 words so that when I hit that first break, I know that I can already check off one thing that I've already done. Awesome. It's like you giving yourself a high five when you cross off something from your big three. And I've already crossed off something from my core five, right? So writing is one of the things I want to do in my core five. Yes, I have two things I want to write on, but at a minimum, I've done some writing today. I've got one of my core five done. So I can cross off two things by the time I hit that first break. And then some of you might say, hey, well, what do you do at your uh, on your breaks? Well, for my break, I want to make sure I stand up and do some sort of movement. Like, ooh, that's one of my core five. Yep, that's right. I want to do some sort of movement. So I'm going to um, either drop down and do 10 push-ups or I'm going to do 10 squats. Uh, I'm going to do some stretching. I'm going to do something to, again, stand up, um, move around a little bit, making sure that I'm, you know, staying a little limber. Like for me, I know I need to be doing more stretching. I'm getting older and my back is getting... Tighter, quicker, and so the as much as I can stretch, the better. So it's a good reminder every. 25 minutes to stand up and do some of that so i'm getting some movement in i'm getting some stretching in doing some things that are healthy i might say my prayer during that time or say multiple prayers uh throughout the day and then i also i might open up my email in another window so that i can go in and you know check off a few uh you know get rid of some of that junk mail or get rid of uh, just process a little bit of my email at a time i don't want to identify a whole 25 minute section just for email that feels like a waste Unless it's a really big task that I can then do that's from my email, that emerges from my email, that's fine. That's, you know, important for my work or my job or, you know, home or family, whatever. But I don't want to say just one of my tasks is crushing email because email is, as soon as you get to inbox zero, 10 more start popping in. So it's a never-ending thing. So I I don't want to, it feels like setting yourself up for failure, but it's not, I mean, it's just something that's just never going to be done. So. I always want to keep going. I want. I don't want to keep processing email all day. So I want to just chip away on these five-minute breaks. And when the timer goes off, and I'll use just a, my my watch timer or my timer on my phone or uh, buy a Google Assistant. Hey, set a timer for 25 minutes, whatever. And I've got I've got my timer ready to rock. Okay. Um, and there's also some apps out there, so the Pomodoro technique apps. There's one called Be Focus that I've installed on my computer. I like that one too because it automatically goes to 25 and five. It's great. Um, but anyway, so back in it. So I've got my my day set up. So I did my hundred words. I can uh, again go in and start checking things off, and then I'll put in my rocks. So I like I had a meeting at nine and a meeting at ten that I had to put on there, and then I start filling in from my um, from my list. So I knew my meeting at nine might go a little bit over into my, um, my 9:30 session. So I'd, after I have my break, I might have less than that. So I put in, I'm going to read and then look at some blackboard. I got to to do some grading in blackboard. Um, so I got that done, got one of my reading things done from my core five, got some blackboard done from my, some of my coursework. And then after my second meeting, um, I was going to, uh, record the podcast. And so, started recording the podcast. Now I had to do some editing again. Like I said before, we had lots of noise, like basketball is happening. I can hear a lawnmower going off. Now the dog is barking. Um, you know, kids are yelling at each other, but you know what we've had life happens and we just pushing it to the back. You might hear some dog barking. You might hear some basketball bouncing, but we're just going to keep going with it. And so, you know, part of this is that's why I only went to lunch is because life does happen. I don't want to plan out my whole day. And then all of a sudden, something interferes with something getting done and I need to erase everything. That feels like defeat. So rather than do that, let's go with the flow knowing I've got my key items that I want to get done at the top of the page and then we just keep moving them down. Keep moving them down, okay? So, um, so yeah, I just keep filling in what I want to get done and just keep checking things off. And so now I'm recording the podcast. We're going to get this checked off as soon as we hit stop here. Then we're going to go for a run afterwards and then check in with the family, see how they're doing with their, their tasks for the day. Um, you know, all an effort to try and get what's done important, but then also knowing that you know what, by a certain time I'm going to be done and I'm going to shut down. And I know that I did as much as possible to, to get what was important done. And I think that's again, pointing back to Michael Hyatt, you would say like making sure you're getting what's important done is the most important thing because if you just are doing what's in front of you, what's urgent or what's, you know, keeps popping to the top of your email, um, you might be missing out on those goals. You might be missing out on those things that you were meant to do, right? So, you know, thinking about, like, are you meant to create something? If you keep waiting to, oh, I'll create it after I get all my stuff done, that's never going to happen. So making sure to prioritize that stuff from the get-go, right? Um, and then what I really like about, uh, well, there's two things. All right, well, we'll talk about that in a second. So... Um, Michael Hyde also has a shutdown routine. So at the end of a day, so to identify, um, some things that you're going to do to kind of signify, all right, I'm done with work and now we're going to be doing something else. So like one thing for me is if I know what my big three are going to be for tomorrow, I can write those down. So I know one of them is going to be to record 100 words. Another one might be to, uh, publish this podcast if I don't get that done today. Uh, another thing could be to finish my weekly review if I didn't get that done today or to, um, Uh, maybe it's, uh, do a project around the house, uh, given, uh, that it's Friday and actually have a portfolio session. So I might need to record a video. So anyway, you could identify your big three, identify maybe uh, for me, I might identify what my core five might be. Um. But then what I'll do is I'll go into all my devices and shut down every app. The worst thing for me is when I open up my computer is to see it's almost like a messy desk, right, a messy desktop. And so to clean up all, close all the apps, that might mean saving files that I opened up and started editing on, making sure those are in the right spot, making sure to, again, clean up the computer and turn it all the way off and just turn it because it's, it's too tempting just to open it back up again sometimes. So turn it all the way off. Same thing goes for the iPad or anything, any other device I'll do. I'll clean up those things, clean up my workspace. So during this uh, social distancing time, I have converted an office in my um, garage into a I've converted a garage in my. Sorry, I'm converted a closet in my garage into an office. There we go. I can talk. Um, So you can see, or you can't see. So you know, it's a. It's a very. You can imagine it's a closet. So it's not that big. And so any sort of mess is going to take up a lot of space. So the big thing is to clean that space up. So when it comes back to the next day, I'm not, you know, do using my first 25 minute session to clean up the office. I want to make sure to spend some time. Clean it up and get it ready to be worked on the next day okay so I really like that part of um, Michael Hyatt's sort of system free to focus system he's got a startup routine and a you know shutdown routine that he'll do every single time and, and making sure you're doing it at a decent time to say, hey, I'm going to shut down at a certain time. For him, I think he has his lights in his office turn off around 6. So that means he needs to just start doing a shutdown routine at like 5.20 or something like that. Because I think it takes him about 5 minutes, 40 or 40 minutes to do his routine. And so I really like that aspect. And I haven't been as good about doing my shutdown routine, but I'm trying to be better about it during this uh, time that we're in right now. And then you know, some people might ask, well, okay, that's good. But what happens when life happens? So you've already heard a little bit like where I've had to adjust things or I don't plan out my whole day so that I can, I can make room for, you know what, right now, if, if my kid says, Hey, I really want you to do something or I'm doing something special. I need your help. I want to be able to say, yes, I don't want it. And because I, I don't have anything scheduled right now until about two o'clock. So I do have time. So if they do say, Hey, I want to play this game with you. I want to, um, you know, can you read this book with me or can you go for a quick bike ride with me? I want to be able to say yes. And so it's okay to like, to have this sort of system where I know it's important. I know I'm making progress on my goals. I can take the time to do this thing, to connect with somebody, to be present with somebody and, um, and not feel guilty about it. Right. Um, and also too, if something completely, you know, hits the fans. Like the other day I had to be more (laughs) in Amadon Academy. I needed to, we had a student who was misbehaving. So I had to be more hands-on with their learning experiences, um, when they were doing some of their online stuff. And so that meant I wasn't getting as much done and, and that meant things were, had to be pushed back a little bit. And so you're like, well, what did that mean for your big three and your core five? So I mean, my, in my big three, some of them are made to be done easily. So like the hundred words, I can get the 100 words done in in five minutes, right? And this is all comes from James Clear book, Atomic Habits. He's like, what do you take? Can you boil your things down into like one minute versions? So even if you don't get the whole thing done, can you still keep the habit going? So for example, if I want to read and it's, I'm dead tired, maybe it's just, I'm going to open up the book, see where I am in it and read one sentence in it. And at a minimum, I read one sentence. It's more than, it's more than nothing, right? Or if my writing um didn't get if I didn't get the 100 words and I'm about to go you know what maybe just open up the document and write one sentence right it could be a crappy sentence that I delete the next day but at least I kept the habit going and if I connect with mom today if if that falls apart um it's getting late Maybe I just send her a text message, the one-minute version. If I can't run three miles, hey, in my breaks at least I've incorporated doing the squats and or the push-ups or the stretching. I've done my movement. Check it off. And then finally, it doesn't take me long to do a prayer. Watch, I just did one. There you go. It. I mean, really, it doesn't take long to to say a little something. So. I've got those one minute versions in case the stuff just, you know, life completely falls apart, um, for today. And I could still feel accomplished, uh, still feel like I'm making steps towards my goal. And that's what, there's another book that I really like that kind of helps you with that sort of thing is John Acuff's book called finish, where he talks about goal setting and, and how do you set yourself up for success to get the thing done. So let's say, um, you know, he talks about finishing goals and, and, like, setting goals for himself. Like, one year he had a, a goal of reading 100 books. And while he's reading these 100 books, he's reading, you know, some were in audiobooks, some were graphic novels and stuff like that. And people are like, well, that doesn't count. And he's like, says who? This is my goal. I can do what I want. That's I'm setting up the rules. It's not your rule. It's not your goal. It's my goal. And same thing. Like, you know, I'm my goal is to draft a book. I mean, maybe my book only has 10,000 words in it right? And you say, somebody might say, that's not a book. Well, who says it's my book, right? I I can make it as short as I want. Maybe it's a pamphlet. (laughs) And so, um, or maybe it's, you know what, maybe instead of drafting the full book, uh, one of the things that John Acuff says is cut your goal in half. So maybe I draft half the book. Guess what? That's half more than what I started with at the beginning of the year. And so it's not a bad goal. Um, And so thinking about that, that you have responsibilities, you have, um, especially during these times when who knows what each day is going or what, um, what things are going to come down the pike from, especially with my teachers out there who have different administrator, administrative expectations put upon them where some have given more freedom and some, where I heard one school said, Hey, only take a half an hour, uh, break, uh, while you're teaching online at home. And it's like, it's just, it didn't make a lot of sense. And so some people are dealing with some stuff and they, they just want to, feel like I have so much being thrown at them. Maybe something like this, where you take it easy on yourself, give yourself a little grace and say, you know what, this was my goal. And, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep working towards it, but I'm going to cut down expectations. It's okay. I'm still getting stuff done. I'm still working towards it. So, all right. I think that's about enough. I think we've had about enough of me talking. And I hope this is helpful. I've, I've rambled on for a long time, mentioned a lot of different references. Um, I re- really recommend every book. Every book I mentioned, I would recommend reading. So the Bullet Journal book by Ryder Carroll, James Clear's Atomic Habits, uh, John Acuff's Finish. Hopefully, we might be able to, chance to do some of those books on their own episode of the podcast. Culture Code, I'm really enjoying. Um, the Best Year Ever. I'm looking around my my, uh, area. I mean, some of this stuff also deals with essentialism, which we've already done in the podcast, but really thinking about what's important. Anyway, hopefully this was helpful. It's a different sort of podcast episode, but we just want to put it out there. Share what I'm doing, and and maybe it's helpful to you. Wherever you're at, I just... uh, I know that there's teachers out there that are being the consistent present in their students' lives who have a lot of questions in their heads. And to be able to either go online or get an email or see a video of their teacher or even, you know, <laughs> you've seen some pictures of a, a teacher outside of a, a student's window working a problem on the whiteboard. I mean, teachers are that consistency in, in some students' lives. And so just so thankful for all the work that's being done out there by good teachers. And so hopefully this is helpful. If um, if is maybe send me a little line. You can connect with me through social media, through Amazon planet, uh, or on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, even, um, Facebook, you can like the Amazon planet Facebook page. You can also subscribe to the Amazon planet email list where you can just respond to that. And then I'll go straight to my Joel at Amazon email list where you can send some feedback as well. um, also looking for ways to support. You can subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We appreciate all that stuff. And if you want to look for ways to support uh, financially, you can do that through the Bonfire Store or Be the Good Shirt. I'm wearing my Be the Good Shirt today. Um, or you can also get a coffee cup, a hoodie. Um, all those are at the Amazon Planet Store. You also look at the Amazon Planet Books, which you already mentioned is through Bookshop. Uh, any of the links to the books that you find on the The show notes, which you can find at amadonplanet.com forward slash episode 21. You use those to buy a book, uh, which would support local bookstores and support the podcast. So we appreciate that. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Amazon Planet podcast. Thanks to Matt Mifflin for the music in this episode. Thank you to all the authors that put out good stuff, the people in productivity that share their way of operating with us. Uh, I just, I know, I'm greatly I'm appreciative of that. And then finally, thank you to all of you out there who are seeking to teach better and be the good in the world by investing in the lives of others. This world is a better place because you have decided to use the gifts you have been given to serve others. Thank you for all that you do. Peace.